0: Let us pray. God, you gift us stories of our ancestors, of great heroes of our faith, to show us the way. Help us learn from the wisdom of Phoebe, that in the ways that she led your people, may we learn how it is to follow you in our time. Amen. So we are in a series for Lent on our great heroes and looking at people in the Bible whose stories we don't uh, tell enough. Uh, And so last week, we learned about Miriam, the prophet, who was one of the leaders of the Exodus. Uh, And in Bible study, we learned about uh, Deborah and Jael, um, two leaders uh, of Israel who protected their people uh, in a time of conflict. Today, we're learning about Phoebe. Now, uh, Phoebe only shows up once uh, in the Bible, uh, but it's a very interesting uh, story. And so uh, that's why I picked to tell this one for today. And I picked Phoebe as well, uh, because today is International Women's Day, and so it's a good story to tell the story uh, of a woman leader in the church. So as uh, some of you might know from uh, knowing me over a number of years, I didn't grow up in the church. In high school, though, uh, many of the guys I was friends with were members of the local Christian and missionary alliance, uh, which had a very active youth group. So in order to hang out with my friends, I went to games of floor hockey and capture the flag, and along that and around that, there was Bible studies and prayer meetings and like at the local Alliance Church. And at this time, you know, I didn't grow up in the church, and so I was very skeptical, and I asked all kinds of, I'm sure, difficult questions about theology and how to read the Bible. And now, as a pastor myself, if I reflect on how annoying I must have been as a teenager those pastors were so kind and so patient with me. And so they, God bless them. Uh, And so I kept going uh, to this Alliance Church Youth Group because I had my friends, the guys there I thought were pretty cool. uh, And also because there was something stirring within me, something that was starting to grow. Uh, And then that that kept growing until the summer of 2006 when I had an encounter with the risen Christ and became a Christian. And so then I had to decide, well, what church am I going to go to? So one option would be this Alliance Church. Uh, that'd be great. Another option uh, that I thought about was the church that my grandmother went to, and um, the church that my mother had left. Uh, and so I reflected on what was really important to me in a church. and I decided there was three things uh, that I wanted in a church. I wanted, as a new Christian, a church where I could ask questions and where I could doubt and where there is room for differences of opinion. I wanted a church where I could be gay. And I wanted a church that welcomed women fully into leadership. And so uh, I was lucky to serve on a committee uh, that uh, worked on restorative justice, helping people, mostly younger people, who had committed minor crimes, uh, avoid prison or more punitive approaches. Uh, with a restorative approach instead, they try to bring them back into the community. And so, I was trained in how to participate in uh, what we called community justice forums, uh, where you would bring uh, an offender who admitted what they had done, uh, family members or their support people, the victim or victims, and their support people. And then I was trained to represent the wider community and how the idea that crime isn't just between a person and the victim but the whole community is broken, and so the whole community needs to be brought into the healing. And uh, the leader of this initiative was the United Church minister, a woman by the name of the Reverend Anja Ginnion. And she uh, was a woman of incredible faith. And in this work in the community, I saw uh, how much of a difference she was making. I saw her kindness and compassion, her commitment to justice. uh, And I thought, well, I should give Anja's church a try. And so I did. And when I arrived, there was uh, one of the lay leaders of the church. I don't know if she felt, held any official titles at that time, but she ran that church. Whether she was the chair of the board or not, she ran that church. And when I arrived, she said how welcome uh, I would be and how glad she was to see me. And of course, Andrew welcomed me fully. And so uh, these two women leaders uh, showed me that this was a church that, that I could make my home. And I found my way into the United Church uh, thanks to their gifts. And so that's something that's been important to me. And so I've had a number of ministers myself over the year. Uh, Anja and Jane, uh, Faye and David and Nabucco uh, were the ministers who uh, served over me. Uh, And now I have the joy of being a minister myself. And the first person in the Bible to be given that title of minister is a woman named Phoebe in Romans 16. The verb to serve is used many other times, but the first person uh, who seems to be described as a minister is Phoebe. And in our Bible reading, uh, Phoebe is given three titles. She is sister, minister, and leader. And so there's going to be three Greek words, so bear with me. Sister is the Greek word adelphi, uh, and it'd be most familiar to us in the name of the city, Philadelphia which is the city of brotherly love. And so uh, Adelphi is just the, uh, the word for sister. And then there's the, she's described as a minister and the word here is diaconos, And so we have diakonal ministers and that comes from this Greek word. And its root is the word to serve. Uh, minister in, is the Latin word for servant. Diaconos is the Greek word for servant. And so a minister is a servant. And so she's described as a minister. And then she's described in what I translated as leader, and is the Greek word pro-status. Pro means before, in front. Shows up in lots of English words. And uh, status is to stand up. So it's the person who stands in the front. Uh, And that's where uh, this word comes from. And the other interesting thing about Phoebe is how she's not described. So she's a sister, a minister, and a leader, but there's no reference to a father or a husband uh, that while she might have these things in her life, that what's important about Phoebe is her work in the church and not what men she belongs to. And so Phoebe is an important leader in this, this church. She's the minister of the church in Cancrea, and uh, Paul is getting her to do a favor for him. Uh, she has done many favors for many people, we're told, and uh, it's likely based on the structure of the letter that Phoebe is the one who is taking it as a, uh, from where Paul is to Rome given the fact that she's probably traveling and that if she has a, is the leader of the church, she's probably quite a wealthy woman uh, who probably travels a lot for business. And so she is traveling. And the tradition uh, is that the person who took a letter uh, would often be the person to read it and to explain it. And so Paul writes some notes about how helpful Phoebe has been and hopes that the churches in Rome would welcome uh, Phoebe into their midst. We're given uh, five uh, groups of people in Romans 16, which suggests that there were five uh, churches in Rome. They would have been churches that would have met in people's homes, uh, and the homes of the upper middle class in Rome at the time uh, could probably comfortably house about 30 people in about 3,000 square feet. So think of, um, you know, I own what's what's considered these days a fairly small house in Saskatoon at uh, 1,200 square feet, where two of us live. Now imagine an a upper middle class home of 3,000 square feet where 30 people in total probably live. Uh, it's a lot more crowded than, than we're used to. Uh, and so these homes, uh, we're told, uh, Paul gives instruction in chapter 16 uh, over and over again that he wants to say hello to the church that meets in so-and-so's house or to so-and-so and their whole family. So there's five of these groups, which suggests that there's five of these house churches at this time in Rome, and they're not very big churches. There are probably as many people as we have here. Uh, that would be the size of one of these churches. Uh, and Rome had, a, had five of them because it was a really big city. And so uh, this was the size of most churches for the first decades of uh, Christianity. And so Phoebe takes this letter, and then she uh, is likely the person then who first explained what it meant. That people would say, well, what did Paul mean when he wrote that? And she was likely the first person in human history to explain and teach what the letter to the Romans meant, what Paul was trying to say. And so what do we describe someone who uh, reads the scripture and then who explains it? It's preaching. So Phoebe here would have most likely been the first person to preach on the book of Romans. Our sister in Christ, the minister at the church in Concrea, and a leader of many. But when the Bible gets translated, I... you need to make decisions about how to translate Greek words into English words. So sister is pretty easy. Uh, it's clear what this means. And it's a very interesting term that the Christians called themselves brother and sister, that even people would address their own parents as brother and sister. It was the idea that the church was like a family. Sometimes it literally, churches began as families in, the, in these house, houses in Rome and other places. Uh, but it was a term of equality a term that recognized that we were like a family, that in God, uh, we're all brought together. And so we addressed one another as sister and brother as we continue to today. But where um, I translate uh, diakonos as minister, uh, different Bibles translate that in different ways. The Common English Bible translates diakonos as servant, which is the most literal translation. Uh, and so Phoebe then is the servant of the church. And then they have in notes, literally, deacon. Um, the Message Bible translates it as key representative of the church, which is an interesting phrase, a little vague, key representative, but highlights that Phoebe was important. The New Revised Standard Version says deacon, uh, translating it fairly literally, and then notes that this means minister. The Good News Bible uh, translates it uh, just as who serves the church. And the King James Version translates it as servant. And there's a, well, these all mean the same thing. In English, there's a difference when you think of Phoebe as the servant of the church than if you think of her as the minister of the church in English. That, that well, minister literally means servant. Often ministers, uh, because we're the people who stand at the front, we're the people who, who talk a lot. Um, well, our job might be to be a servant sometimes, and ministers and churches both forget this, ministers become a little more important than just the help. Uh, and so I think it's important to translate Diakonos as minister, that yes, her job was to serve the church, uh, but that is a position of honor and responsibility, and so that's why I describe uh, Phoebe as the minister of the church. And as I noted, this is the first person uh, in the Bible to be named as a minister. And while minister in our day and their day probably looked like different things, uh, This is who Phoebe was. She was the person who was leading and guiding this church. Uh, Then the second uh, title she's given is uh, much more difficult to translate, pro-status. It literally means to stand in the front, the one who stands in front. Uh, in other places uh, in Greek, it's used to refer to the leader of a group, the president of a club. Uh, sometimes it's a sponsor, someone who is uh, like a patron, you know, who would be the person who provides the money for uh, a community group, for example. And so the Common English Bible translates prostatus as sponsor, the New Revised Standard Version translates it as benefactor. Uh, and so this makes sense. Someone who has a lot of money and who sponsors or is the benefactor. But most translations uh, translate this word that literally means the president or the leader. Uh, the message translates it that Phoebe is the one who says she's helped many. The Good News Bible translates this word, literally leader or president, as good friend. And the King James Version translated, translates it as uh, secure, Uh, Which literally means helper in more modern English. There's a big difference between helper and president. Is she the helper of many people, or has she been, is she a leader? And so I translate it as leader, that she's an important person who likely her wealth has helped her be the leader, uh, but who's helped many people, uh, not as a servant, but as a leader. Uh, And so this is, I think, an important difference that while the words Have many, many meanings. The history of English translation has been to, well, if it's a woman's name, then she can't be the minister, she has to be the servant. She can't literally be the the leader, she must be the helper. Uh, But this doesn't make sense and this isn't what the Bible says uh, because Phoebe seems to be an important woman, the first woman to preach uh, on the book of Romans, the minister at the church of Cacrea, a leader of many, including Paul and the person who Paul trusts to take the letter to the Romans, to bring it to the churches in Rome, and to explain what it means. And so in these two verses, we have so much uh, there about what it is to have women in the life of the church. And so in this International Women's Day, I am grateful that there was a woman who the early church trusted to be their leader, to be the leader of a small church in Concrea, to be a preacher to explain the book of Romans, Uh, to be someone who's gifted to us for thousands of years uh, her wisdom and her leadership. And so today, as we turn to our annual meeting, as we do the business of our church, I hope that we have the wisdom and the leadership of Phoebe, uh, a brave woman who went on long journeys, uh, who explained and taught the faith, uh, who gave generously of her wealth uh, to support the work of the church, who helped many and who led many, uh, and who is leading us still. And in the name of Jesus Christ, today we pray. Thanks be to God, and amen.